Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. There was drama aplenty in Adelaide, and that was before a ball had even been bowled. Australia captain Pat Cummins was ruled out due to being a close contact of a positive COVID case on the eve of the match. It meant a test debut for Michael Nisa as Jai Richardson also came into the side in place of the injured Josh Hazelwood. Stand-in skipper Steve Smith won the toss and chose to bat, and while England got the wicket of Marcus Harris early after a Josh Butler stunner, the rest of the day was all Australia. A gritty opening session saw only 45 runs scored, but the hosts finished the day on two for 221, with Warner making 95 and Labuschagne 95 not out at stumps. A few moments ago, Louis Cameron caught up with test legend Ricky Ponting to run through the day's play, brought to you by HCL. Uh, Ricky, thanks very much for joining us on a what has been a pretty bizarre day, really, or it started off in bizarre fashion. Maybe let's just start with, I guess, Pat Cummins and um, what do you make of, of the morning and, and the decision, I guess, or you know, the non-decision to, to rule him out? Oh, well, I think like everyone, we're all a bit shocked to hear it this morning, to be honest. I mean, no one really expected the Australian captain's going to miss, you know, going into the second, mm-hmm. uh, the first morning of a second test match and for a COVID breach like it was. But, I mean, that's the world we've lived in, isn't it, for the last couple of years. If you look around a lot of other world sports and even other um, team events around the world, you know, COVID's hit lots of teams at different times. But, um, yeah, so look, Paddy's put some stuff out today, how gutted he is to be missing, but really there's not much he could, nothing he could have done about it. You know, he'd done everything as he was supposed to by the laws and the rules that put in place in South Australia and around the Australian cricket team, so he's, he's just unlucky. But, um, you know, give Steve Smith a chance to captain Strider again, and, um, you know, if you look back at the day's play so far, most things have gone to plan for the Aussies. You, you did say when Steve got appointed vice-captain that you thought he was ready to, to lead again. You probably didn't think it was going to come so soon, but mm. you kind of stick by that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, you know, he made a mistake. He made an error, had an error in judgment. He served his time. You know, I, but none of us probably realise how big a significant break that was for someone at the peak of their powers. They were 12 months out of the game and be stripped of the Australian captaincy. It's a, it's a big deal. So, I, you know, I was ready for him to come back and step into the Australian captaincy. I, the biggest thing, I, the concern I had was how the reception would be from the Australian public. But I think we've got a, got a pretty good picture of what that was today when he came out to bat. I mean, that, that reception he um, received this afternoon says that the majority of the people that are at the Adelaide Oval today anyway are more than happy to see him back happening in Australia again. Would that mean much to him? I know when he said he got booed in England, uh, he basically said that he didn't hear it, it was all white noise, but do you think, I guess, the, the flip side can be a bit of a boost for him? Yeah, well, I think he would have been anxious today. Yeah. I think he really would have been anxious going out to bat just to get a feel for what that reception was going to be like. You know, we're just talking about it in commentary as well. It's probably worked out absolutely perfectly for him that there's it happened this morning he was named captain again this morning there's been no opportunity for anyone to write anything or say anything that he would have seen or heard before he's taken the field so as far as that concerned that is concerned he's he's probably been lucky there and nothing to stop him sleeping which we know he uh, he struggles with in the best of times has he got a bit of a challenge i mean the forgotten part or the the bit we haven't really talked about yet is michael niece is in this team 
uh, Jai Richardson's in this team. They've only played two tests between them. You've got Cameron Green, who's also an inexperienced bowler. Is, is it a challenge for him to, I guess, manage this attack when we're into day two and three? Oh, it will, it will be a challenge when you've got young, fast bowlers like that. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're young as far as test cricket's concerned. But, you know, Nice has been around the team, I think, 23 of the last 25 games and mm. test matches anyway. And, would feel a really big part of the squad. I know all the boys love him. You know, a really popular selection for him to get an opportunity today, and and he comes off good form, taking wickets in the in the Australia A game against the English Lions. So look, and actually, if you look at the think about the conditions here, they're, they're probably conditions that suit him down to the ground. A little bit of seam movement, not overly quick off the surface. Mm. Um, it will swing um, under lights, which is what he's noted for, particularly the games that he plays up in Brisbane. So. Um, yeah, look, he'll have, Stephen will have his challenges with that younger attack. Obviously, he would have loved to have been captain of a more experienced yeah. attack when he came back, but he's been there, done it all before, and I'm sure he'll handle it really well. The other talking point before Playden started, um, England selection, picking four specialist quicks, five if you include Ben Stokes, uh, Jack Leach left out. What did you make of that at the time? Um, I thought they'd go with Leach. Um, I was also a little bit surprised when Mark Wood was the first one that was left out of their, their squad from the last game because I, knowing, or so not knowing, but thinking that Anderson and, and Broad were going to come back for this game, I thought they needed something a little bit different, a bit more pace, a bit more firepower as this game goes on. Um, it seems like they just got came here thinking that the ball's just going to swing around corners all day, every day. It doesn't do that. Like, through the middle of the day here and before the lights come on, it's, it's a beautiful place to bat. Um, so. And Stokes, what's that, what that's meant with Wood not playing is that Stokes has had to take up the real aggressor and be the guy that's running in and bowling short. And now the Australian batsman would be surely feel a lot more comfortable having Stokes bowl that way than Wood bowling 152 k's now like he bowled in Brisbane last week. So I was a little bit shocked um, and, as I said, shocked that, that Leach wasn't in the team as well. And then the tactics to employ that. Did you think that maybe they were just going to you know, think about just pitching it up and, and trying to swing it with the attack that they... They did. We've always seen, seen Stokes do something completely different, right? Yeah, well, pitch it up and let it swing, that's one thing they didn't do. I mean, they picked an attack to do that, but their length was seven and a half metres right through the course of the day. Like, that's, that doesn't work in Adelaide. It's like, why do we think Mitchell Stokes got the record he's got in Adelaide? Because he pitches the ball up and he hits the stumps and he hits the pad and he gets nicks. They, they're just not willing, and we said it last tour here as well, they've not been willing enough ever when they come here to pitch the ball up. You know, they're happy... They seem to be happy anyway, not conceding many runs and staying in the contest that way. But when you've got good players, good players are not going to make mistakes. You've got to find a way to get them out. And mm. apart from the one tactic they've had today with Stokes bowling that short short stuff, it seems to me like they haven't really known how to bowl here in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, the last one before I ask you about um, the Aussie batters um, was just on the overrates. Um, do you think that would have been a... I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't a consideration given they, they left Leach out entirely, but, but should it be a consideration? They, they've already lost 100% of their match fees from the, from the first test and, and lost the World Championship points, right? Yeah, and I'm of the understanding as well, unless the rules change, that if the captain gets another strike like that against his name, he's a chance of missing games. I'm not sure if that's actually changed, but that certainly was the way when I was playing. If you got behind two games in a row or two games in the calendar year by that much, you actually got a holiday. So... Yeah. That's got to be sitting somewhere in the back of their minds as well. I know they've got the whole game to try and claw the overs back, but they're a long, a long way behind again today. And you know, if Australia happened to bat well at the start of the second innings, then that Joe Root's going to be reluctant to use himself, and that's the only way they're going to pick the over right back up again is getting through spin. So obviously, it wasn't a concern coming in for him, but it's it's got to be a, a, a growing concern as this game goes on. David Warner um, was clearly in pain coming into this game. I guess what did you kind of make of the decision to to keep him in first of all and um, how gutsy did you think his innings was yeah, you know, with that in mind? 
the decision to keep him in would have come down to him. I mean, I know Davey, and I spoke to Davey before the game, he wasn't going to miss. You know, the first thing he said to me was, mate, I missed two games last year, I'm not missing anymore this year. And, um, and wind the clock back. It wasn't that long ago I missed a whole, a whole year of Test cricket, so he's not, going to, he's not going to give that up again, especially in a national series. Yes, he was in some discomfort, but to be honest, the longer he batted today, the, the better it seemed. So, um, yeah, look, it's a, I'm not sure if guts is the right thing. I think it's something you expect from a strong cricketer. You know, mm-hmm. his ribs are not broken from what we can understand. He's got some cartilage damage or whatever, but he wore a big pad over it today. He's probably had a bit of assistance from the doc, and he's, and he's got through really well, and unfortunately wasn't didn't go on and get 100, which I thought he deserved the way he played today. Did he mention Stuart Broad at all when you chatted to him a couple of days ago? No, I didn't, didn't, bother, <laughs> didn't dare bring that up. But, um, yeah, different conditions. You know, they, they both, um, you know, Marnus and, and Davey got through some difficult times early on when the ball was nipping about a bit. But I just think if England had a bowl a little bit before, they might have been able to capitalise on, on that movement, which they, which they didn't. So, um, yeah, so battle number one of the, the broad... Warner contest goes to Warner today. And then when he t- when he played against Stokes and when Stokes was pitching it in pretty short to him, would there have been something in the back of his mind that he's, he's a touch worried about his ribs or is he just not that kind of guy? Well, the best form of defence I always felt with that sort of stuff is to hit the ball. If you hit the ball, you don't need to worry about it hitting you. <laughs> so, and that's and actually looking at the way he played today, he actually did take it on quite yeah. a bit. Even with that um, you know heavy onside, deep onside field set, he was still looking to play the, the hook and pull shot. So, yeah, and I think if you... If you are actually looking to play the shot, you get yourself in better positions and you're able to get out of the way better anyway. And it's when you start getting defensive-minded and you think about defending, that's when you get stuck. So I, li- I liked it, the intent that he had today to take on the short ball. It's two 90s in a row. I know they're not hundreds, but you know he's only a few runs off him. Oh, we underappreciate him a little bit. He's coming off being player of the tournament at the, at the T20 World Cup. It's a fair old adjustment to, to do what he's doing now at the, the bat the way he did today. Um, do we underappreciate him a little bit? Oh, I don't. I certainly don't. I don't think his teammates would. Mm. Um, you know, he was scratchier in Brisbane than we've probably seen him for a while, but that was mm. to be expected with not playing any Test cricket for a long time. Today, although he was slower, he didn't make a lot of mistakes, um, which is a great sign. So I think it's just probably a sign of a maturing player that has probably had to change his game and mould his game to conditions that he's confronted with and the bowlers that he's facing. And you know, today as all the Australian batsmen would have talked about, it, is how much easier it's going to get to bat as the day goes on, um, especially against Broad and Anderson, mm-hmm. you know, 37 and 39, whatever they are respectively. They're not going to be able to go full tilt all day. So once again, I said it in Brisbane, I thought tactically in Brisbane, the batting group for Australia were outstanding with the way they targeted certain bowlers up there. And today, the way they started and, and got through tough periods and then were able to sort of, Davey in particular was able to sort of up the scoring rate in the second session and the start of the third session, I think. So far, so good for them. On Marnus, do you feel like he's in for a pretty big Ashes campaign? Why not? He does it most other series, doesn't he? Um, and talk about guys that understand their games and, and love batting. I mean, he's had a bit of luck today, has to be said, um, particularly when he's been taking on the shorter balls and he's, a lot of balls have go, gone past the outside edge, but that tends to happen when you're, you know, you're confident and in control of your game and, and you're scoring runs. So, yeah, he's, um, he's going to get conditions later on in the series that are probably going to be a bit better for batting. And yeah. if he can get through Brisbane and Adelaide making runs like he has and gets to, to Melbourne and Sydney then, and maybe Hobart, then absolutely you could have, have a massive series. Just final one on Marcus Harris, who, who missed out again today. He's averaging just under 12 over his last 13 test innings. Is he under some pressure going into that second innings? Yeah, I think he averages nine against England as well, which, you know, it, they're not compelling numbers. Um, yes, he'll be under pressure. You know, I'm not sure what the internal conversation has been between selectors and, and, and Marcus, but um, 
I had a chat to him this morning, actually, out in the ground, and had a chat with Justin about him, and apparently his preparation was just absolutely outstanding. Yesterday's session was the best that Justin's ever seen him bat. Um, so he's doing some things right at practice. He's got to carry that over into the game. I mean, he's a little bit stiff today, really, to get out the way that he did, but it looked like there was a bit of a plan there with that leg gully that was in, play, in place as well. But... You know, t- shots like that tend to happen when the scoreboard's not ticking over. So England can take some credit for not letting him get away early on, not letting him score, and probably dragged a shot out of him that he might not otherwise play. But, um, yeah, I mean, any time you walk out to, to bat in a test match, there's pressure on. When you know you haven't scored the runs you wanted to score, there's extra pressure. When you know your record against certain opposition is, is like it is, absolutely he's going to be under pressure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.